Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Thank you for joining another episode of the Traveler's Blueprint Travel Around Table, where we like to break down different travel-related topics with a guest of very with a panel of very experienced guests in that particular field. Today, we're all going to discuss how to navigate a new city. But before we get started, if you're listening to this and you yourself are in the travel field in some way, shape, or form and have a topic that you would like to discuss on the show, you can send us an email at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com and we will get you on a future panel. Now, before we get into the topic, I want to introduce our guests uh, and where each one will tell you where they're from, where you can find their content, and how they are uh, associated with the travel community. Um, Matt, get us started, please. All right, everyone. Hello. So my name is Matt. I'm 27 from the U.S., uh, the great state of Maryland. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> currently in South Korea, uh, teaching English. I've uh, been here for about a year and then was traveling and now I'm back for about a month. Um, I've also spent uh, two years teaching English in Spain. And so I think that's my claim to travel the, the world. So teaching English and just, you know, trying to travel as much as I can and been to 35 countries and my goal is to see the whole world and um i can be found at a uh, making moves with matt on instagram and a blog is coming at some point so stay tuned all right all right leah hey thanks for having me on again this is looks like it's gonna be a great panel so i'm leah also known as la in flight the la stands for my initials and my home base which is the city of los angeles so i'm the co-creator and co-host of ticket to anywhere podcast which is a visual podcast helping you adventure from everywhere, anywhere, which means we're YouTube first, audio second. Um, I'm a virtual host for the Nomadic Network, and I lead the Los Angeles chapter of Nomadic Network. It's a global community that was started by Nomadic Matt. So I'm a self-proclaimed slow traveler. I'm a podcaster, um, and I love to work remote, find the best coffee wherever I am. Yes. And I'd say South America and Australia are my specialties. Backpack South America for a year been all over Latin America, and then I lived and worked in Australia for a year. Nice. All right. Angel. Bonjour, bonjour. I'm Angel. I'm 31. <laughs> I'm French, but I live in Lisbon. Um, I, I have a project where I search for change makers all around the world, and I tell their stories with photography and video. Uh, you can find all of them on Instagram. My project is called bloom.stories. And yeah, I've been traveling all around the world for the past five, six years for this project. Um, and uh, yeah, what can I say? I just, uh, I, I go specifically in the Pacific and in Asia a lot. Now I have to start going to South America, which uh, is planned for the next month. So I'm very excited about it. And yes, I'm very happy to be here with you today. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you all for coming on. So for those of you who listen often, everybody here today has been on the podcast previously, some great stories, and you should definitely check out those previous conversations. Today, though, it's sort of a how-to, right? So we're going to talk about how we all navigate a city. And what's going to be interesting about this conversation is that some of us are meticulous planners myself i sort of fall into that category and others just book a ticket with absolutely no plan at all and sort of wing it now what, what's going to be great is the the variation in perspectives and essentially the how-to isn't just going to be 
straightforward. And, and I think that's going to make for a very fun conversation. And so what I encourage you all to do as we're talking, if someone is explaining how they do it and you completely disagree, um, please add that to the conversation, you know, because I think I think giving people two perspectives or three perspectives on something is really going to help those that are listening with the intention of actually learning how to navigate a city. Um, that being said, the first bullet point we have for the conversation is planning. So I know that some of us are going to be more quiet <laughs> than others here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think everybody here can sort of give insight on on, I guess, how they pick a city, how they learn about a city, or what they at least try to learn about a city before they go. Leah, I think you you might be great to pick up on this and get us started. <laughs> sure. So it's different for when I know I'm going to a city in advance versus like if I'm already a country and I'm like planning to move to the next city, right? So I'm just starting to work with brands as a content creator also. So now, for example, I'm trying to go to Dallas in August. So now I just followed like Dallas Tourism Board, all these Dallas influencers, all these Dallas hotels in hopes that I can try to work with them. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I usually also keep note of who is like a specialist in that area, that country or that city, and I'll bookmark them, start following their content. I read through comments a lot and whatnot. Um, so that's like the planning part of me. But if I'm like, say I'm in Colombia and I'm moving to the next city, like going from Medellin down to Cali, I'll just like ask whoever's in the hostel at the time, like what were your experiences there? So it's very on the fly. It's a little bit different for me. But if all my planning just goes out the window, then I am also okay with that. I'm like, <laughs> let's just pick it up when we're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tend to like be, I can't do that. I, I'm a planner. I know I, I, I like to know a great deal about a, a city before I go and visit it. I, I think it just helps. Now, does anybody here do any of the research on understanding the public transit or the location of landmarks or which neighborhoods are safe and unsafe? So we get, we're getting two head shake no's oh from uh, Matt and Angel. So, uh, Angel, um, tell us about how you you enter a city and, and what you do because I, I guess we should say you don't do any planning at all and if you've listened to previous podcasts you would know that um but uh yeah tell us about how you do it uh basically i i don't do any research nothing 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 i just book a flight and then i go to the airport and that's it like that's how i do it i just I just go on the plane with my backpack and I'm like, okay, the adventure starts now, you know, <laughs> and I know Amen. nothing in advance. Uh, most of the time, if I'm organized, if I'm organized, I have booked, I, I booked my, my first night, the first, uh, the first, <laughs> the first night. But it, but it happens also that I, I don't have anything booked because, you know, who knows, maybe I will arrive in the city and I will have the feeling that I want to stay or maybe I will want to jump into a bus to somewhere else you know I just like I go with the flow and I like to be um, surprised and I you know I like to count on the the encounters that I will do uh, in the plane at the airport exiting the airport and if I meet someone who tells me oh you know what I just came back from this amazing place it's it's beautiful there is a fest like I don't know like a dance festival right now it's ending tomorrow you should go okay I'll go you know so well, well, I, I just yeah, Angel, could I ask you this? Like, do you have um, 
like a, a standard operating procedure where you land in a city and like you have the same sort of steps like regardless of the city you 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 know get off the plane and you look for a cab and then you get in the cab and maybe you go to like I'm known like is there a certain process you follow for every city even though it is spontaneous or is it just like brand new city brand new experiences and if that's the answer um like well how do you do it like how do you start to explore this brand new city without any plan at all um well most of the time when i arrive at the airport i just i just stop someone and say hey what's the best way to get in the city center and then people would tell me oh don't take a cab because this or that or you should take a cab or take the subway or oh you can go walking you know and i just follow people's advice uh, that I that I meet people who I meet uh, directly uh, on site, you know, and um, no, and then uh, you know, then I, I see what happens. But it's just like I, you know, I always think that I have this lucky star that is above me, that is always uh, here to protect me and guide me to the right place, meeting the right people, and I just trust my lucky star that things will be fine. And I, I'm not, I'm, I don't think. You were mentioning before if um, if we uh, do research about neighborhoods that are safe or not. I, I, I don't think even about it, you know, I'm just thinking, okay, uh, the whole world is amazing, but all the places are interesting. Uh, we will see what happens. We will see how I feel and if I feel like going there or there, uh, but I, I never think, think about safety or uh, you know, like uh, currency or transportation or anything like this. It's just like uh, I just go and and see what happens. All right, <laughs> Matt, uh, take us through, I guess, your initial process. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm in the same way as um, as her. You know, saying is in the sense like you know, if you pick the country or whatever, you get there, and then from there you decide whatever. I, I'm very anti-planning. I know when I when I, I did a solo Euro trip. Uh, very even college or whatever and i remember i planned like two weeks worth just every little thing my mom who had studied you know, in spain she said like no like you don't do that because you don't know who you'll meet you don't know if you like this or that so like really keep it like a loose plan and so i think i've really carried that with me through my travels so as she said you know just land in the, the airport and from there find the wi-fi and just see oh where am i going to stay tonight and you know, just find the reviews and stuff and again i don't know the city the areas or stuff so it's really just finding like the, the highest rated hostel really and then i think my be next big thing is to try to find a sim card you know usually not so much in the airport because they do charge more but just you know as she mentioned you know what is the best way to get into the city is it is it a taxi is it a public transport is it this or that so i guess that initial maybe 20 minutes after i get off the airplane and then i have my computer or phone or whatever and just get on the wi-fi and really try to outline how it is i'm going to get to the city and then from there i'll do the next plan but I really don't like to plan at all for one, because I might be lazy, but two, because it's just, we'll see what there really is. And I think, I think I admire you saying you talk to someone in the airport, ask them what it is. I, I don't do that, but I think that's, you know, a cool way of doing it. But again, just don't do anything until I'm at the airport and that's the first thing and then the hostel and then we keep going from there. So it's just, just really going with no plan. I think that's better for me. I, I like the whole adventurous aspect of being spontaneous and, well, That's let me ask. So, I Matt, oh. Matt and Angel, do you do you get either paper maps or oh. Google Maps oh, no, no, no. and download them? So you just have like you just go no and, you, and just figure <laughs> no, out. I mean, how do you get how do you get to your hostel or hotel? 
you know, I take the screenshots on my little Google map thing and it's like, oh, bus 320. All right, get off of this thing, which, yeah, it's very risky because I'm not the best with that. But that's part of the fun. You know, it's, well, I like to be in this foreign situation. And if I get there at this time, okay, let's see. Let's keep it. You know what I mean? So it's, but no, the downloading, I, Sometimes, but no, very no. It's, it's more screenshots of the Google Maps because I don't have data. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question, and I'm not trying to take your job, Bob and Elliot. I swear, because <laughs> because Matt and Angel, I want to hear from you. It's a two part question. What happens? What? Tell me time. Tell us a time when something has gone wrong when you haven't planned. And then Bob, what do you do if something goes wrong because you like everything meticulously planned? <laughs> I'm so curious about everyone here because I feel like I'm a mesh of both of you so i'm like all right i want to hear what people do when let, the opposite happens i'll let them answer first yes yeah, so i guess you know uh for me you know i've had so many times where if i get in late um i was you know the podcast i did with them before you know i was in armenia azerbaijan and georgia and so being in armenia i came or being in georgia i came in a very late time and the big thing is it's just a simple google search like how do you get into tbilisi at this time didn't do that so I really, I got, you know, finessed by like the, the, the taxi mafia. And so as it's happening, because it's like, I might come in at a late time and have to take a taxi. Um, so I could have done it a different way. But I think at the time, it's just like, wow, okay, uh, don't do that again. So that's, that's how I, you know, cope with it. <laughs> just like, well, it's happening. And I'm going to try to take this as a learning experience. And, but at that point, it's like, I mean, I, I made the decision. So I got to settle with the consequences. <laughs> but I try not to make that mistake again that that's my whole mindset of it <laughs> mm. yeah i think uh, one of my experiences that went quite wrong actually uh, about going somewhere without any plan was actually in 2020 right before covid happened i went to the solomon islands but completely uh, randomly i did i planned the day before i was like oh you know what why not let's go to the solomon islands tomorrow so i went to the solomon islands from uh, Indonesia and I didn't do any research about it and um, when I arrived I quickly understood that there was a huge typhoon destroying the capital city right when I was coming uh, everything was flooded and there were like some um, uh, like riots there was know, a conflict were... right there was a, a yes. sort of, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like such a, a lot of violence and shops burning down and people attacking each other in the street with machetes and stuff. And me, I was in the middle with my backpack, with the rain, There's, you know, like so much wind and everything. And I was like, how am I going to do that? And I, obviously, I, I didn't have any accommodation for that same night. And that's when I realized that all the accommodations in Onyara, which is the capital city, were so expensive. It's not a backpacker friendly at all. And um, it was it was a nightmare. And I thought, why did I why did I go like this without doing any research or anything? And it was it was very uh, it was a, a, com a complex situation. And actually. Uh, I luckily, thanks to my lucky star again, I met uh, two uh, American special agents who were coming from Hawaii uh, and they, they helped me. Connections. For, like, I know. <laughs> 
No, but I met them. In, I actually I met them in the plane, right? Because when I was going to the Solomon Island, I started to talk with people in the plane because I always do that, and they were on a mission to um, the Solomon Islands because there was a conflict over there. And they were coming from Hawaii, and when they realized I was going to like this uh, randomly to the <laughs> Solomon Islands, they told me, "Okay, this is not a good idea," and so they get, they helped me a lot for the first twenty four hours. They gave me an accommodation they, they just welcomed me with them and uh, then the next day i took a plane and i left and i went to fiji which was not planned also because i was supposed to in my mind i thought okay i'm gonna stay in the solomon islands for like one month or two and then the next day i was in the plane to the to fiji and here i was in fiji <laughs> so this didn't go really really the way i was expecting so I'm not right. gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so uh, Leah, like I don't, I actually don't have anything where it goes that off, like not nearly as off of my plan as on show. But of course, like <laughs> things do go astray. Um, and the way that I personally deal with it is sort of being I'm adaptable, um, and I understand that things don't run perfectly. Um, and so. I think having that mentality that sort of you you go with what you want to happen and then ultimately what's going to happen will happen makes it easier to adjust when things just don't go as planned. Um, and and yeah, I think just having that understanding that that it doesn't always happen the way you want to, uh, you won't get angry when it kind of goes to crap. Does that answer your question or was it, were you being a little bit more specific with like logistics? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I feel like when people are like, I'm a planner, I'm like, oh, oh, shoot. Like, are we going to have to feel your wrath when something goes wrong when we land? Or, no, you know? yeah. Yeah, no. It, it's it, it's sort of like I have plan A, B, C, D, you yeah. know, however many plans there are. And this is what I'm hopeful for. And then if this doesn't go wrong, well, then. And I am a contingency plan guy for sure. Like I kind of uh, even if I don't write them down, I kind of have them in my head. Um, uh, well, we, yeah. had to, we had to think on the fly in paris because with our, with our covid um, tests our covid tests oh. didn't get back in time uh but you know and and that was easy and fine like we just you just kind of roll with it you don't really have a choice yeah. most of the times like it's you it's a matter of accepting it very quickly and <laughs> to let it ruin your trip one like it that you know it, it you can't like if you're that type of person, you're going to be disappointed in just life in general. If every time something doesn't go your way ruins your time. And then like, you know, to, to have the privilege of traveling and experiencing something new and then getting bent out of shape over it, not going perfectly just isn't a, you know, good way to live, <laughs> you know, or travel, uh, whatever. So, um, yeah, I think being adaptable. So yes, plan it down meticulously like I do, if that's your style, and have a good idea of where to go. And so, you know, um, I would have probably, Angel, known not to travel into the Solomon Islands very, like, <laughs> before I, I booked it. Um, and, and Matt, going back to what you were saying about sitting down as soon as you get there and looking up the taxis, like, that's something that that I would have done beforehand, too. And so it's the sort of play devil's advocate against you, too. To me, there's a there's a time savings part. Now, the, I know the two of you get extended periods of time when you travel. Angel, you you know, you travel a lot. Matt, you, yeah, like I know you guys go for months at a time, if not more. Um, my lifestyle just doesn't allow for that. And so 
a lot of the reason that I plan the way I do is was born from having a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so that could be the difference for those listening. You need to first figure out how much time do I have to travel. And if you have the luxury of being somewhere for a month, I wouldn't recommend planning an entire month down to, you know, a daily itineraries. That would be that would be madness to me. But if you do have if you only have two weeks to travel, then I do think personally, I think it's important to know what you want to see, what you want to get out of your trip, the places that you want to eat and experience because you are limited and to land somewhere and and then spend the first however many hours doing something, you could already be having your first meal and meeting the people. And so, right, it it depends on what you want ultimately and what you can do and what you can, Mm -hmm. you know, you can afford to do with your time. So, yeah. Yeah. all right. Well, what should, what should we get into next? I, I know that uh, Lonely Planet, uh, does anybody use anything like that? Like uh, uh, City uh, Leah, navigation you might guides, the, country navigation guides. Right. I, you might be the person to talk to if you have any anywhere you can direct people on tools or websites that you use to plan. Angel and Matt, like... you guys can sit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. Please join in if yeah. you feel so inclined. I feel like, to be honest, Lonely Planet, the past years I haven't been using it. Um, sometimes I feel like the recommendations are outdated or it's missing large chunks. And I am, I pride myself on being an information gatherer and I'm great at like organizing things very clearly and I can regurgitate it back out to someone who needs it in like a quick word document or a quick bullet pointed list. I'm like, take this bus, use this ATM, get this SIM card because it's cheaper than this one and gives you more data, that type of stuff. Um, So especially with the way online media, like media is these days, a lot of it points to like Pinterest and Instagram and even TikTok now. People are like showing things like, hey, here's a three-day itinerary for Nashville or for Lisbon. um, And it's just hold down to like screenshot it. And like that's all, you know, sometimes that's all someone needs is just recommendations on, on where to go and whatnot. So really I use a lot of different sources. Like I said, I keep in mind if someone is like an expert in that city. They're like a, an Italian guide or whatnot. Or um, I, you know, I'll search a lot of hashtags as well, like what to do in New York City, what to do in Sao Paulo, Brazil, that type of thing. Um, and just kind of like read through the comments. Like it's it's much, I mean, there's a lot more planning going on when I know I'm going somewhere well in advance because then I have time to like organize, reorganize, like unfollow things that aren't relevant that type of stuff, like weed out the information. So, uh, so I, I do something similar. So I like to use social media as, so I bookmark on Instagram specifically. If I know that I'm interested in seeing a destination, I'll follow a few pages for that place and then bookmark different places that I know I want to see um, and sort of save them for later and then figure out how to work them into an itinerary later on. But I start to build a database. Another thing that I like to do on Facebook is I join expat groups of the destination. So I'm in like a, I'm still in it, like a Peruvian expat group from when I went to Peru a few years ago where you you get really good insight from them because there's sort of some weird middle ground of local, but, you know, not really. So it's, you kind of get authentic perspective of what it's like to be there and where they're eating and what they're doing. And it's not like some tourist page that only tells you about, you know, the beaches and that are geared for for tourists. And so I do like it because of that unique insight you can get. Um, I'm actually still part of all of the expat groups and places I've lived because, one, they hold a special place in my heart. So I'm still part of like Americans in Melbourne, still part of like 
expats in CDMX, like in Buenos Aires, wherever I've lived. Um, but it's also like a good source of like what's happening in that country at the moment. For example, like the Argentine peso has been inflated like 5,000 times over since I was last there. So it's good to know like these people are, you know, they're suffering. The economy is suffering. Mm -hmm. um, that's something maybe mainstream news. You won't quite grasp that. Right. Because it's mainstream news. But yeah, it's yeah. a good idea. So I'm just going to since I haven't really contributed much yet, I've been able to listen to everyone's discussions so far. And I'm going to at least give my observations. So one, it seems like the, the way people plan is kind of derived out of the length of the trip and how they grew up taking trips. And the other aspect of this is, um, I guess, amount of risk or amount of spontaneity you're willing to take on. Because I think Angel, your your amount of risk is acceptance is very high. You have a very high threshold, and Bob's is extremely low. And I don't think Bob wants to take or wants there to be the possibility of risks. But that's why there are plans and then contingency plans. So I think it's interesting. It's not. I don't think it's necessarily down to the perfect. There is not a perfect way to plan your trip. It all comes down to who you are as a traveler. Yeah. 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 I think time's a big one, right? And then and time is a big one and then what you want out of a city. So um I, I mean maybe here's let's let's do this fun thought experiment. Uh we all land in Rome because that's a city that most people can relate to. Uh Angel you land in Rome. Wait, what wait. is the first thing you do? How do you do this? Why? Are we just landing in Rome or are you going to say, <laughs> I think the first question is, did you plan to go to Rome? No. And how long <laughs> have you been planning to go to Rome? <laughs> that, that, no, that is. That's a big part of it. Okay. Because right. <laughs> I think for Bob, you've been planning to go to Rome for a year. Matt's been planning to go to Rome for a week. Angel just got there today because she <laughs> had to leave the other place she was at. And Leah has been planning for a few months. If I've gone to that a city, that would be my guess. <laughs> I have the I have the map in my head. Like I I can tell you geographically where everything is in Rome, just because I've planned a trip there now, and so I, I know where all the landmarks is. I could I could fill in a map. Um, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think the question of how long were you planning to go to Rome is valid for this group. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, it, you're, you're complicating my thought experiment. Um, start over, start over. <laughs> yeah. uh, Elliot, why don't you take it since you have a, I think you might be able to piece it together a little bit more. Do you, do you see what I was getting at? Yeah, like what, what do you do when you get to Rome? And yeah, because I think we're going to get all, you know, one city, same things to do, but we're going to get several different ideas of how to explore and, and how to navigate. And so I was curious to see how we all differ. Yeah, I mean, I know I have a general idea of where I'm going as soon as I land in the airport. I know that I'm either going to take the train or some kind of public transportation or I'm going to take uh, a rental car or I'm going to get a ride share. Um, and what's your goal? What's your goal when you land? Is it to go see the Coliseum or is it to just meet random people? <laughs> like what's where's your day, day one or the whole trip? No, day one, you land in Rome. Day, day one is basically locate where I'm going to be staying for the next however many days. Okay. And then if I can't check in right away, maybe I can just put my bags in there. And then first thing I'll do is probably grab coffee, no matter what time it is. Yes. Coffee <laughs> and probably beer. 
at the same time. And, and is it is it to go slow? You're going slow and you're just sort of like getting acclimated to the new location? Yeah, okay. definitely. And then while I'm drinking that coffee and or beer, I am usually now just like starting to plan a few of the next days out roughly and loosely just saying, all right, I think we could, you know, hang out in this area for a little bit tomorrow, see what it's like. And then if we like that, maybe we can spend more time. Um, so I usually have, it is, there's a, a highlights list that I'd like to hit. Is it planned out? No. And then there's always gaps to fill in for spontaneous activities you end up liking a restaurant and you spend five hours there. Or you really don't like the Coliseum because you feel like you already know everything about it and didn't learn anything new and then just decide to leave and go somewhere else. Anjal, you land in Rome. What do you do? <laughs> uh, actually, it, it happened to me uh, last year because uh, and it was not expected um i you know I, I don't know if i told you before but i i used to organize events with um tedx barcelona mm. when i used to live in spain and the tedx community uh, celebrated their 10 years of uh, 10 years anniversary and it was in rome and i did the know because i didn't check my mail my emails anyway i went to rome like last minute like oh my god i can't miss this event so i just booked a flight and i went to rome for that event uh, and the event was like four days later so I had like four days um, to explore because I like to do that I like to take time and explore and actually uh, yeah I think the first thing I do is get rid of my bag because I don't want to keep my bag with me uh, when I arrive I just want to leave it somewhere so uh, usually I would find an accommodation when I arrive I ask if they can keep my bag until the room is ready or the hostel or whatever. And then usually what I do is that I, I, I ask where is the market? I love markets and I love the life around markets. And I think it's quite universal that all around the world, markets and the, the, the area around the markets are so interesting. And the, that's where you get to meet such uh, uh you know, uh, real people and you can experience uh, uh, beautiful things and it's just so interesting and, uh, you know, I, I just love it. So usually that's what I, I search for. I search for the market and then I head there and usually that's what I would do also. I would sit and have a little tea, look at life passing by, trying to get uh, the atmosphere and let the magic happen and just like, you know, discovering little by little how the city works and how people are. And then I would start talking with people and then just from one advice to another, I would just start going all around the city. And usually I, I would just walk around as much as I can until, uh, until, uh, until the night <laughs> and just, um, just go wherever people tell me to go, you know? No, you don't, you, you don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't come across as the person who would buy a ticket and like sit in line to get into the Coliseum. Do you do major tourist attractions or do you avoid them? No, I would do them uh, very, very early in the morning or very late at night when there is not anyone because I, I don't really like to, uh, I don't like to go to very crowded places. So I would, basically I would go to the, you know, the guy who is at the entrance checking the tickets and let, letting people enter. I would go to that guy and say, hey, when is the time during the week while you have the less 
people mm -hmm. and then you would, would tell me and then that's what I, I would follow what he says you know that's good that's a good tip there uh matt what about you when you land in rome yeah so this is a good case study and i've never been to rome so i guess this is what i would do exactly. <laughs> um so yeah i think the first thing i would you know get my stuff and then you know sit somewhere again see what's where am I staying that night? So I usually go on, you know, Hostel World or booking, um, most likely Hostel World because I want, want the hostel. So, you know, finding the most centrally located hostel and then from there just trying to figure out how I'm going to get there. And, you know, they usually say, like, you know, how to get there or I'll just do the Google Maps. And so, yeah, just see how, how it is, how easily accessible it is. And I really want to make it as central as possible. I, I want it to be, you know, okay, if there are 10 big landmarks, I, I don't want it to be, I just want to be as central as possible, really. And so, first up, try to get to the hostel, whether it's the public transport, cab, whatever, which kind of do the research to try to find out how to do that. And then, you know, just, again, see what the check-in time is. And if it's a little later, you know, drop my bag off and then ask the um, receptionist or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, you know, check-ins in two, three hours. What, what do you recommend that I do in this time? And so I think, you know, as Anjali said, you know, I think um, the market's good. You know, I'm usually hungry. So try to find out what where the market is and then, you know, just find out what is near in the area because i don't i don't try to stray too far from off the bat you know i want to check my bag and check in and then really try to hone in on what it is that i'm going to see in this in rome particularly for the next few days don't know how long i'm going to be there of course um but yeah i think that, i think the first step is obviously get to the hostel and then ask people there you know if there's anyone in the common area or if i am allowed to check in then oh hey like how long you've been in rome uh, what is there to do here what do you think and yeah i think Again, just keep it really an open itinerary. But the, the first thing is get to that hostel and then try to find out from there, where am I going next? All right. I like it. Leah? Well, I sound like a drill sergeant compared to oh, you. You, have, you haven't heard me <laughs> go yet. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, when I talk. Okay, so first off, I have a friend who is an Italy expert. So she would be planning my whole first 48 hours there because I love her and I trust her. And I want to like promote her recommendations too. So be like, okay, Jess, what do I need to do? Second off, three people from three different circles, as I've mentioned in my travel safety roundtable with you guys, three people with, from three different circles would know exact from back home, will know exactly what flight I took and what time I land so that they know that I land safely. Um, that's just in case anything happens midair or if they don't hear from me like 12 hours, 24 hours after I land. Um, second, if I'm in the airport, if we're staying in Rome for longer than three weeks, I'll get a SIM card. If we're not, I'm going to use Wi-Fi. Uh, that was three. Fourth, um, I would take out cash immediately just to have a little bit of cash. And then I know my new friends, Matt and Angel, would be like, hey, do you have a little bit of cash to spare? Because maybe they haven't <laughs> found an ATM yet. I'd be like, of course they do because I took it out the airport because I have a Charles Schwab bank account that does not charge me any fees when, Schwab, I, would, yeah, when, yeah, I, yeah, don't, when I withdraw. So I'm not scared. Cash for everybody. Here you go. <laughs> and Charles then, Schwab. yes, yes, the big deal. Look at you. You have Let's it like go. ready in the pocket. Always. Always. <laughs> and so... Um, yep. Best transportation to the hostel too. I will probably stay at a party hostel because I'm usually traveling solo and I love to meet people. Um, and then check in, drop my stuff and I'd be like, okay, Angel, I'm going to meet up you then and go to the market. But there may be people in the lobby that are like, Hey, what are you doing? Cause I'm usually bubbly. And I'm like, come to the market with me and my friend Angel, <laughs> because that's my favorite part too. Like you can get cheap lunch at any, like I call them like a Mercado Central because I'm always in South in Latin America somewhere. And I'm like, okay, where can you 
watch the locals, buy cool fabrics, buy souvenirs, buy everyday things, but also have lunch, have dinner, have coffee. And like, maybe there's some bars around. It's just like, you know, the vibrant center of the city. And so that would probably be my first five hours of landing, all of that. So it sounds very, very planned and organized <laughs> compared to everyone else. But it almost is like, well, if someone else doesn't have something so planned, they can kind of lean back on me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, Before we get into you, Bob, I do want to ask what it, you can actually differentiate, like filter for party, party hostels. Um, I usually look for a hostel with a bar. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So if I like staying in social hostels, unless, for example, and I just talked about this on a talk I did with like meeting other people. Um, unless I know that hostel is right next to a party hostel, but I can like stay at the nice hostel right next to it, but still party at the party hostel without staying there, then I'll do that because then you don't have to like, like, what is it called? Like shit where you eat or eat where you shit, you know, (laughs) you can like go crawl home to your nice, quiet, clean place. Um, and I bartended in hostels all throughout South America. So I feel like I'm an expert at this now. I'm like, I know what's a party hostel. I know what's not, I know what's next to one, et cetera. I know what the vibe is like. So, yeah, but you can filter out hostels by if there's, like, a bar or not. Right. And if there's Angel's a bar, like, it's usually going to be more that. social than others. Yeah. Or even just a Google search, you know, top 10 party hostels in Rome, whatever. There's always someone has a list somewhere. So I think, you know, that's mm-hmm. how it, I, I agree with you. I think if the, the hostel has a bar, then obviously it's a social setting because if it doesn't have a bar, sometimes, you know, you go and it's, like, no, everyone's to themselves. And, again, how am I going to travel if I'm not meeting those people kind of thing? So I, the bar is, is – you don't need alcohol that fun you don't but in this case you know it, yeah. it's to, to bring people together right? yeah it's a social setting yeah. yeah all right bob i don't even want to go i don't even want to i don't even want to go now <laughs> I, I, so i i mean to put to put my travels into context i am uh someone who doesn't get a lot of time to travel unfortunately not yet anyway it's just a few weeks the standard you know american vacation so maybe a lot of people can relate to me, but uh, I plan mine out. So I know I land in Rome and I already know the type of transportation I'm taking. Uh, and if it's if it's train or cab based on how much time I want to spend. Um, I know I already obviously have a pre-booked place. Um, I know what time check-in is. I've already cleared it with them if I could drop my bags off earlier. Um, and... <laughs> And so I, if I can, I drop my bags off earlier, then I already know where I want to go either eat or get coffee. And I know the menu because I looked at the pictures oh, of what meal fun, though. Yeah, I fun. want to eat. Um, what what so, if they have a special? Contingencies, contingencies. I, I want to have like that asterisk above everything I say, like next to everything I say. So um I know the meals. I know what I want to eat. I've already done the research because it's, you know, it's X restaurant has a really good, you know, whatever the meal is. And this is where you should try it. If you want uh, La Carbonara, go here. And so that's, I'll, I'll already know where to go and where to get it. And I know that I'm getting a highly rated bowl of uh, La Carbonara in Rome. Um, and I don't need to worry about it. And I know that takes away like trying it and maybe having a different experience at a restaurant where I might have met an amazing person. Um, but uh, it's not necessarily what I wanted in that particular experience. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I already have all my tickets for every attraction that I want to go see, uh, saved in a folder on Google Drive that I can access offline. <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. So far into uh, me. <laughs> and, 
Oh, I mean, and I and I have everything planned out, like the time frames of every when it opens. You can even get on Google Maps like the approximate length it takes to go to the museum. So it'll tell you when you Google it. The museum is open from this time to this time. It takes approximately an hour and a half to do it quickly, or you can spend up to five hours in it. And it also gives you bar graphs of when it's the least oh, and most yeah. crowded. Mm-hmm. So Angel, I wouldn't necessarily have to ask the person because I already, I already did that research. <laughs> Angel is so disgusted by this. <laughs> <laughs> And so, um, and so, yeah, so I, I, I go into travel, um, with a plan. To maximize your return. To maximize my time. And because I find, I find the place interesting, obviously, and I don't want to miss something. And so I make sure that I do the research and weed out the things like, okay, I might, and it's not necessarily where I'm going to the things that everybody says you should do. I'm going to the things that I want to do. So if I research Rome and it's like, you know what, I don't, uh, want to see, the Colosseum. Um, I won't go. Like I don't have to go to those places, um, but I I know what I'm doing. I know what I want, and I make sure I do it. And then if I have extra time, that's when I get a little bit more spontaneous. But I like to knock out the things that I yeah. really want to see. And so Your priorities. It's, it's very it's very structured in that regard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, but I think for the most part, FOMO rules your planning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess in a way. Yeah. I think very much so. Because that's that's what when we whenever we talk about you planning a trip, it's always, well, I don't want to I don't want to miss out on this thing. I don't want to miss out on this thing. And I think you you lose sight of the things that you are doing because you don't want to miss the things that you aren't doing. Yes. Yeah. Well, I definitely. I mean, now we're getting into the, like my psychology here. I, I don't know. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Psychology is a big part about how you enjoy traveling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it's not that I I when th- things obviously go spontaneous, like uh, you know, go off of the rails. My itinerary sort of goes to the wayside sometimes, and I do get to experience it spontaneously. But I again, like I I enjoy that too. Um, I would never say like I didn't have fun because I didn't get to see this stuff that I thought I would. Like I would just. Shift and yes, it's unfortunate. I really wanted to see the Colosseum, um, but I still got to do this, and I still had a great time, and I still had these experiences. So I would remain uh, optimistic, and so I wouldn't recommend if someone's listening, like, and they want to do it on a checklist style, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can't get discouraged because it's inevitable that things are not going to go your way all the time. Yeah, I think it's really important because you you do have a good mindset about the way you plan things because while you do plan everything and you want everything to go as you've planned it, you are prepared for things to, you know, slip out of that plan and something else to come in or your whole itinerary shifts or you have to knock something out of it. You know that's yeah. going to happen and that if you do it the way that you're doing it, you have to have that mentality. Otherwise, your trip will not be enjoyable. It's almost like if we, if I, my itineraries are sort of like blueprints, maybe something like that, like a, like a just like a blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, what's interesting. With it's a lot like of change when, orders. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because when, like, I have things that I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Rome and all I want to do is find the, cause I write about this stuff too, or I'll make content about it. I'm like, I want to find the five best coffee shops in the city. And that is my plan for this five day trip. And I'm going to do that. Everything else is an add-on so i think everything it seems like everyone has different priorities like angel her priority would be like okay to just have the best time ever by any means whatsoever that's still like a a plan of sorts you know to meet interesting people 
So I think everyone just like uh, has a different version of like how they how they yeah. plan. Because yeah. I think all of us, and one of the most important things that I've learned in the last two or three years is being intentional. And mm. not just with travel, but with anything you do in life is being having intent and like going through with it. So whenever you're planning to do something, you you have the idea of how you want to do it or what you want to do and get out of it. And that makes the difference between being happy and, you know, defining your psychology of when you're traveling. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So now I think this is another topic that we'll all have insight on. And I say, I, I don't, what are some of the things that, that we would say don't do? Um, because it, it, and this is all going to be personal again. Um, but is, is there stuff that you think, or you've seen happen or you see shared on social media that you think is just wrong? Like it, you, you shouldn't do it as a traveler. Uh, is there anything that, that comes to mind for anybody? Um, I mean, Angel is going to say, don't plan your trip. <laughs> no, no the, if there is one thing I could share, but uh, if you can try to not land in a brand, like in a very new country that you, you don't know anything, try not to land in the middle of the night because uh, it makes everything more complicated. You don't know where you are. You don't know you meet people that you, you don't know if you can trust them or not. I don't know. It just makes everything more complicated. So yeah. you can try to not land at 3 a.m., you know, <laughs> in, a, in a new place. But other than that. Have, Angel, have you ever landed in the late night or early morning? And then what do you do? Do you stay in the airport? Uh, yes, actually, it happened to me when I flew to Nepal. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really think about it. I just booked the, the cheapest flight because I was in Sri Lanka, I think. Or I, I don't know, but I was like, oh, let's go to Nepal. And the cheapest flight uh, was landing in the middle of the night. And honestly, uh, it just made everything more complicated because you arrive in the airport, everything is half closed. You, you can't ask for information to anyone. Uh, the place is empty. You go outside and you meet people. That you don't, you know, uh, some people can be drunk or I don't know, come to you with sometimes bad intentions. You don't know. You, you don't know because you have no idea why, you know, uh, how people are and their intentions and you don't know where you're going because yeah. you haven't planned anything like me <laughs> but <laughs> right. uh, you know and so this can be a bit tricky like uh, many times i've had uh, uh, experiences that haven't gone right and uh, not necessarily because i was landing at night but you know it's just easier to arrive during the day <laughs> let's say yeah yep. um matt do you have any sort of negative experiences because of your travel style well, I mean, as I mentioned on the podcast, you know, I mean, as she's saying, you know, to arrive at the middle of the night when the really you do, if especially if you don't do the research, you just you just don't know how to and like you are like a sitting duck. And that's where it's like, you know, I was I did have to take this taxi in the middle of the night in Georgia. And it was, you know, just I mean, it was a shame, you know, just like spending all this money. It's like, well, had I known, and, you know, it was a cheaper flight to arrive at that time. So me, it was like more my eyes widened because of the the, 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 the money. But it's like, well, am I really saving money? Because now I just pay this taxi driver the money that I probably would have paid had I come at a different time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, just, just planning stuff like that or like with the Charles Schwab, like I don't take, I always, I never take enough cash out at times. And so it's like, 
well, now I don't even know what an ATM is kind of thing. And like now, had I not taken $15 out, had I just been not cheap and taken out the 30 or something, you know, I wouldn't be in a situation where now I'm fooling around like, well, where's an ATM? I can't Google it or something like that. So it's just, just little things like that. But, you know, as you were saying, like, you know, I guess I do have the time and the luxury to do that. But if I was on a more strict schedule, like these are definitely big no-nos where it's like, just do the little research, like the small five minutes just to figure out that thing or just just take out the more money. Like just do $30, yeah. under 15, like yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. And the SIM card thing, like, or it's like, Oh, I'm just too lazy. Let's just get the SIM card at the airport when it could be, you know, half the price out about, but you know, just, just the little things. I think just, again, it's a simple Google search that I just, I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> Leah, what about you? Um, I mean, I agree with Angel. Like don't, don't arrive in the middle of the night. Mine's more of like what you should do. Like, Basically, trust your gut is first and foremost. Like, you don't feel you're in a good situation. Do everything you can to, like, mitigate the situation. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. like, if I landed, I, I'm sure I have, but clearly it hasn't been memorable or I've been safe. But I've been, if I land in the middle of the night in the airport, honestly, I'd probably wait a couple hours until, like, 5.30 a.m. in the airport until it's a little bit lighter outside and there's more people out about bustling to, like, leave the airport and, and get to where I need to be. Um, yeah, it's really more just about trusting your gut and knowing that like what you're feeling, if you're feeling unsafe, then, then go with that, like do what you can to make yourself feel safe, whether that's like <laughs> staying inside somewhere, not moving till, you know, you trust the situation, whether it's daylight out, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's not a lot of like what not to do because I feel like sometimes when we get into that that kind of crosses the line into like travel shaming. For example, I went to New Orleans recently and New Orleans, like we're in the States. Most people are speaking English, right? And so, you know, you feel comfortable here. This is, this is our home. Um, but I had posted somewhere. I was like, oh, I'm just going to take an Uber just because honestly I land at close to midnight and I just wanted to get to the hostel and I was going to kayak on a swamp at 5 a.m. the next day. <laughs> I was like, I need to get there and I need to sleep. And someone's like, just take the bus. It's so much more fun in like a public forum. I'm like, okay, I don't want to deal with a $2 bus that takes an hour and a half. Um, and then have you shame me for taking a $30 uber or lyft because i want to go to bed in my booked my pre-booked hostel so yeah. i think sometimes it gets like crosses a little line somewhere but I'm yeah. like, don't shame others for what their choices are as long as you're safe and you're doing no harm like people want to figure it out the way they'll figure it out so. absolutely yeah. so <laughs> we have go ahead, go ahead bob because i was going to jump into a next the next topic here well all right then, then i'll be i'll be uh brief so with one thing i was going to say uh leah to just follow up what you just said was that um, there are so many different travel styles and their one is not better than the other. The vagabond to, is, is just as good as the strict planner because ultimately travel is about the experiences that you're desiring and what you want out of your trip. That's all I was going to, to add. Um, but And then the other thing, I do want to add um, a tip for the planners out there. So something that I've personally encountered planning six months in advance and booking things out and knowing where I'm going to stay is that sometimes things change plans change and if you don't get book the place that gives you the uh, refund if something goes wrong you're out of that money um and so i think it's important that if you are being a meticulous planner and you want everything booked in advance because it does save you money when you book not only does it save you money because it's so far out but it allows your finances to recover mm -hmm. too because you booked it six months ago and now you had six months to save back up 
rather than putting it all out right then and then also having to spend it there. But if you're not looking to the fine print and seeing when you can, when and how and if you can get that money refunded, it can screw you over. We learned that with COVID. Um, we had a we had an Italy trip planned and we didn't get all our money back. And so that's something planners should look for. See, uh, that's that's one of the advantages of not planning is that if you buy it the night of, knowing that you're going to be there, you don't ever have to get a refund. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. But I want to add really quick what I do with like Angel does when I book one night, I'll book one night at a decent hospital if I really don't know my plans, because I'm like, do I want to skip out on Bangkok and go straight to the islands? Or do I want to like stay in Bangkok a few days? I will book one night at like a cheap hostel. And and I've gone before and been like, oh, forget the hostel. And I'll just I'll just take the loss on the $15 hostel. Because it's like I booked it last minute. I can't cancel it within, say, 24 hours. It's a game time decision. I landed in Thailand. I can't cancel it. And now I want to leave. But like personally, I'd be like, I'll just take the loss. That's why I try to make sure if it's something that is non-refundable, that it's not like a large amount that I won't be so hurt. My wallet won't be hurting over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good call. So I want to get into a specific discussion on tools that we all use. And I think this could be like objectively helpful where we all have slightly different travel styles and each one can be... Uh, I guess, better for someone else listening to this podcast, but some things that we all use to help us navigate cities. And I'll just get it started. One of the things that I always do, no matter what, is I always like knowing exactly where I am and I always like knowing the lay of the land. So I will download wherever I am in Google Maps offline so I don't have to worry about having a data connection, so I don't have to worry about you know, having Wi-Fi or any of this, I can actually see where I'm going and I can actually save a list of a few of the things that I know I want to see and I can see them without actually having to have that internet connection. So anything anything in that regard, other apps you use, whether you pick up a paper copy of a map when you land in the airport that has tourist attractions on it, stuff like that, anybody can take it. Um. Yes, I mean... I, I used to do that with the Google Maps of saving, but then I found times where like it just wasn't good. So there's another app, uh, Maps Me, um, which is like basically all offline. Yeah, so like just you pick the country that you want, and then it downloads from there. I think you can um, zoom in on specific region or whatever. But I, I, that's been a great app, and that has the public transport, the walking, the driving. So Maps Me is all offline, so that's great. Um, I'm definitely big into downloading the Google Translate, um, mm-hmm. the offline. Um, been many times, especially if it's not in the Latin script. I think that is just a really big game changer. And then specifically towards Korean, I think it's Asia as well. There's a it's called Papa Go, which is a, a similar Google Translate as well, which I think is is better for the Asian um, language. But their 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 scripts are like Korean with the the Hangul's the writing system. So like the Google Translate is terrible. Like I I, I noticed like you know some things like I had to get a haircut here kind of thing, and like my translate. But them translating to me, it translated to something like, I have no, I don't even know what they're trying to say, but it said like in the English, like, uh, I sleep next to you or so, something like that, where it's like, I don't know what hairstyle that is. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely pop a go like, for this region of the world. But th- those are my three big um, apps. And then definitely a, a currency converter. I forget which one I use, but it's an offline one again. So just to, to have a better mindset of what the money that I'm doing kind of thing. But those are my four, three big ones. Okay, great. Mm. I think I, to be honest, I think I don't use anything. <laughs> I don't have any apps or anything. I just, I just look at Google Maps 
and uh, that's it. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't use anything. Eventually, yeah. When I when I have internet, I just think about like um, the money converter thing. So I'm like, okay, uh, I don't know, like ten Moroccan dirhams is one euro. Okay, fine. And then I keep it in mind, and mm-hmm. I'm done. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't use anything. Well, you know why also I don't use anything? Because most of the time my phone is full and I can't install any new <laughs> app or anything like this. It's just full. My iCloud is full. My, my photo gallery is full. If I try to install any new app, it tells me, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> so, you know, I just uh, don't use anything except Google Maps. And uh, yeah, I download the, the map, like you said before. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I aspire to be like you and Joe one one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if it's always good. I can tell you uh, sometimes it's not fun, but, uh, but, but you know, that's how I am. So that's Hard something experience. that, that so uh, Matt, I, and I think it was you that said it when we had your, when we had the conversation on your time in Georgia, um, Armenia and Azerbaijan and Angel, it seems that you have, you share, share a similar sentiment in, in that the challenge is part of what you like. Mm. right like that that friction with that you yeah, have to go through figuring things to, out right right I mean, it's, it's the adventure you know it's like i don't want the the trip to be all peachy and awesome like there is times where you need to learn how to <laughs> you know adapt to it i think these are life skills you know 10 years from now i'm glad that thing ha- i'm glad it happened now but kind of thing like where it's like well i learned this and now i know not to do this and not even a travel aspect i mean it's a life i mean these are learn. i mean life is not about all the good things it's about how we you know adapt to the the bad things and you know travel i think is a great way of doing that i don't think the trip should be you know this perfect thing that, that's my whole thing though but it's like yeah well i want it that's the adventure you know that's the difference and we've had this conversation before yeah. between the vacationer and the traveler exactly. and, and you know the vacationer tends to be the planner and the vacationer exactly. is more time restricted and mm-hmm. limited in what they can and can experience and the, the traveler the adventurer is the is the type that just truly immerses themselves in the culture and being the host of this podcast for several years and someone who is a very much a vacationer um by lifestyle like uh i can i can see the distinct there's a very clear difference yeah Yeah, you see, for example, in my case, when I was telling you before about this experience I had in the Solomon Islands, where it was I was not supposed to go there. The next day, I was not supposed to go to Fiji. Uh, you know, everything was a big mess. And yeah, there was this huge storm, typhoon, everything, and people killing each other in the street and things burning down and stuff. And those two amazing uh, American uh, special agents who helped me so much and stuff like those 24 hours for many people it would have been a nightmare and they were, because you know you lose money you spend so much money to go there and then the next day you buy another flight to go on a new country and everything is a mess and it's a bit scary and stuff but that's you know to me for example this tiny little 24 hours adventure in the Solomon Islands is one of my best memory of all of you know my adventures and i'm always thinking like the day i have like 
grandkids and we'll be sitting together by the fireplace and stuff and they'll be like so you grandma where have you been well you know what i'm, I'm super <laughs> happy to say that this will be a fun story to share you know to my to my grandkids or, or you know and it's just like what it's like to me this kind of experience is the salt of life you know mm -hmm. it's like yeah. the magic that happens here and there and okay it's scary okay it's expensive okay uh it's uh, stupid because they should have done research and all that but who cares it's you know story. at the end of at the end of the day it's it's a, it's a fun story to myself you know i i'm still alive nothing happened to me so you know what why not you know <laughs> so i'm gonna play devil's advocate for a little bit and I, I will say um, there's a healthy balance between learning from people that have already done something and their past experiences and, and having to learn it yourself. Because I think there are some things that you have to do that you can't, that you have to learn on your own through your own experiences that someone else can't just tell you about. But then there are other things um, like not getting caught up with the, to be able to see, uh, Taxi mafia, Taxi mafia that <laughs> would be a little, just like a quick two minute research task that I think finding that balance of what you, what you should take from others experiences versus what you should do yeah. on your own. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> Not there. No, I think we I think yeah. we covered a lot in today's episode. It was it was good. I think we got a, a nice diversity of um, personal travel preferences, and I think we got some great tips on how how to travel, how not to travel, and how to travel better. Well, yeah. if I could chime in, um, I have yeah. I guess I've talked about tips wise. I think a good thing um, would be to get your international driving permit or whatever, because you know some mm. of these places. Um, which I've come to realize, you know, it's just so much better to have a car. I just, you know, I was in Serbia last month and um, just so many towns that you see like that are just, oh, you have to go kind of thing. It's like the public transport is just so difficult. So I did get, well, I had my international permit before, but I had never really used it in Europe. And so here, you know, it's just, it's great. You're not getting the car for the four or five days. And like I could hit all these little towns and did my own day trips, my own itinerary, which, you know, it would have been a lot not not more expensive, but a lot harder to get, you know, that there's like the free buses to this one town. What's like, no, I can just, just drive there kind of thing. But with that, you know, I think if you do know you're going to rent a learn manual, you know, I think I, I didn't, I don't know manual. So I, you're paying more. Um, it would have been a lot better. Um, you know, here in Korea, everything's automatic. So we did, you know, my girlfriend and I just did a road trip, you know, this weekend and that, that's just easy. But, you know, being in, in Europe and some of the other parts of the world where it's like, well, if I had manual, the price would be slashed. And I think that's just a big, another aspect of travel and then you know another tip i have you know as, as we all mentioned before just i think taking it one night at a time you know if, if you're not a vacationer but a traveler i think always one night at a time you know you you go to the hostel who knows if you like it but if you got the three days in maybe you're locked in so that's my big tip just you don't know who you'll meet you don't know what plan will come up so just one night at a time and just don't don't lock yourself into a plan and i think those are my my big tips but i really am a big component of the rental cars because i just just started doing that like last year and had i done it before i feel like my travels would be a little little different but yeah I, I was actually just having a conversation before i started this podcast with my sister and her boyfriend who are planning a trip to ireland and uh they were on the fence like should we get a rental car should we not and ultimately they're going to because it just adds a layer of freedom to your trip and exactly it, it, so much more you can move so much more free, freely and you can 
decide how long you want to stay in one location or not, um, adhering to public transportation, scheduling or buying tickets, getting tickets, all that stuff. And so that's something that, um, that I try to do. I usually rent a car, uh, when we go, if we can, because again, it's just so nice to be able to go as you please. And as someone who is a time crunch person waiting for the train, the train takes longer because it's stopping more often. You get the car, um, I'm, I'm, I try to um, spend a little bit more money to to give myself a little more time. Um, so if you have the ability to do that, that's obviously something I would recommend. What, what's really awesome about this conversation is, and what I think I've learned here, and Elliot, you sort of touched up on this earlier, is I guess, one, you need to establish what you want out of your trip, ultimately, right? And that's it's it seems obvious, but I don't know if it's always obvious because uh, I think there's a lot of people that might, they 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 pick a trip based on another someone else's itinerary and like and, and the idea of what they should do at this location and they try to fit their own trip into a mold um so i think really being intentional with uh your time and what you want out of your experience is super important and then establishing how much time do i actually have and then deciding your level of spontaneity and risk based mm-hmm. on how much time you actually get at your destination and sort of working backwards from there. Um, maybe you have the opportunity to, maybe you want, you want to mix, maybe you want to see the Coliseum and you also want to see the Capitol museum and, uh, what else is in Rome? Like the Spanish steps and the Trevi fountain. You have to see those. So you have a day where you planned it meticulously and then maybe the next three days are just completely spontaneous. And so you can, there's, you can have a hybrid system. Um, and so I think playing around with it and figuring out what works best for you is is the best. And it's just so funny to sit here with you all and have this spectrum of travel styles. And then, but but we're all here together, loving travel all the same, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. I just want to say, I just want to add that you know because I feel like. Uh, like uh, I should just give uh, this um, little detail that, you know, also I think the reason why in my case I'm so spontaneous and I don't plan anything and I I never know where I'm going to be tomorrow and things like that is also because uh, it's part of uh, the way my project works. Because, you know, as when I'm traveling, I'm always searching for change makers. I'm searching for hidden heroes in the country where I'm going and I can never do any research about them before nothing is planned. I never know who I'm going to meet, when, where, or anything like this. Um, You know, the reason why everything is so spontaneous is because, because, you know, I'm, I'm traveling to, uh, to meet the change makers I'm searching for, for my project. but but I, I never I never know what's gonna happen. So in that sense, I can't plan anything. And in that sense, uh, you know, uh, that's also why I I travel this way. And I, and I really don't want people who listen to this episode, you know, today to think like, oh, this is uh, the right way or the wrong way to do things. It's also because it's adapted to my project, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. uh, for example, next next week I'm going to Morocco with my oh. mom. I'm, 
she doesn't know actually uh, but uh, I'm offering her a trip to Morocco she doesn't know yet it's a surprise and because and and because it doesn't it's not part of my project or anything like this it's just to have like a like a nice mother and daughter time well for in this case I really want to show her everything and I want to to plan in advance you know what I, what I want to show her and the monuments and the nice places and all of that. And, you know, like traveling with my mother, I can't be traveling like when I'm on my own. Mm -hmm. So in this case, for example, today I was like researching like all the things on the internet that I want to show her in Tanger and then in Fez and Esawira and all that. But that's because it's adapted to the intention of this trip, you know, Absolutely. because I, because I don't want my mom to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, without any plan in the morning and doesn't know where she goes and stuff because that would be too stressful for her. Uh, so I travel like this on my, when I'm on my own, but of course, when I have like those specific dates and intention with someone for a special occasion, I travel differently and I, I, I travel more like you, like, um, like you, Bob, or Elia, to be more organized and I will book my hotels in advance and I will know where I am and everything like this. So, you know, I don't think there is any right or wrong way to travel, you know, anyone Definitely not. does the way, the way they feel like, like it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was going to say, actually, it's kind of funny because I feel like people that like watch my life and persona online they don't think I'm like a planner because I'm always like somewhere new and then I'm like not at the place I say I was I was like oh New Orleans was last week I'm in San Francisco this week and they're like wait where are you it's it looks and sounds very sporadic and spontaneous but I think I'm like a low-key like we'll get there and be like oh don't worry guys I have like a lunch place picked out five dinner places so you guys can choose I have all this cash if you need it like I feel like it's very low-key planning Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, I don't get upset if it goes, <laughs> if it all goes yeah. wrong, but I like to have the options too. Yeah. So I feel like my planning is very like, it's, it's just like. Hmm. That's how Elliot and I's trips are because I like to plan, but I also know and appreciate that Elliot isn't as strict. So I still want the plan. And if we're traveling and we have an opportunity, we meet somebody that says, go see this. And we didn't have it written down. I'm by no means going to be like, no, Elliot, you know, we said we're doing this. We have to go see this. I'm all for it. Um, but at the same time, if we're just traveling and something like that doesn't come up, we just stick to the script. And so, yeah, it's it's a matter of preference and, and finding what works for you. And, you know, the only way you're going to figure it out is by getting out there and doing it. There you go. Just go. Just go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, uh, all three of you, for coming on again. I, I, it wasn't the first. I'm sure it will not be the last either. Hope not. Do this again? Absolutely not. And uh, yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. And and for those listening, everybody's links are going to be in the bottom in the show notes, so you can click there. You can you know follow everybody. We encourage you to do that. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.